Hello and welcome to episode 70 of the Batflip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis and strategy. I am your host, Toby. Today, I'm going to be taking a look at 20 hitters who have piqued the interest of folks on Twitter, put out a question looking for hitters and pitchers who people are either excited about their start or concerned about their start and wanted to know about the underlying skills, whether those support these fast or slow start and whether the start seems at all sustainable. Again, all early season caveats apply. If you're interested to know how somebody is likely to do for the rest of the year, take a look at their projections. Those are updated regularly. The rest of season projections on Fangraphs for the bat ATC steamer. That is your best bet again, but sometimes these skill, these skill changes do stick. And you want to ride the hot hand, and so there may be some guys um, who are emblematic of that uh, with their start being uh, fueled by some really nice skills. A couple of things um, I will also uh, get to in the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a shout-out, a Reach Charles, where I give thanks to somebody who has done some quality work. I'm going to do that for Rob Arthur, who is at... Uh, no underscore little underscore plans on Twitter. He writes for a bunch of different places. He wrote something for Baseball Prospectus, which actually points to the fact that the ball appears to be juiced again, like it was in 2017, if not more juiced than it was in 2017. And that is something that fantasy owners should take note of. So uh, that is is something that I'm also going to do. Uh, Two things outside of that that I wanted to mention. Number one is I am currently on day one of a seven-day cleanse. Uh, Yes, that's right. I am doing a seven-day cleanse. Uh, That is because uh, I have been eating like crap recently, uh, and I've not been feeling great, and so I am trying to kind of reset my my body. And so uh, if I seem a little loopy on this intro in the exit or at any part of this podcast, That is probably the explanation. I am right now drinking some tea uh, because all I have had to eat today are some shakes uh, and I'm hungry and I wish I had food in my body. My stomach is essentially eating itself. That is one thing I wanted to mention. The second thing that I wanted to mention has to do with my son's t-ball team. Uh, My son's t-ball team, the first practice was scheduled to be in March. Uh, It's been raining here in Northern California uh, pretty steadily, but it seems like the rain has coincided exactly with every single one of his practices and every single one of his games. Poor kid has had six consecutive practices canceled for his t-ball team. And today, the second game of the season, he has yet to have a game. He has yet to have a practice. The second game of the season also got canceled. And so the poor kid just wants to play a little baseball. He's all excited. He's got his cleats. He's a member of the Cincinnati Reds or or the Reds for his t-ball team. And it is absolutely hilarious. He, for the first time in his life, he wants to watch baseball only because he wants to watch it on TV, but he only wants to watch the Cincinnati Reds. And I've also made him a fan of Yasiel Puig. So him and his little brother, uh, who is two, two, uh, Milo is is five. Um, the older one is five. Uh, they sit around and watch the Reds and then ask me whether Yasiel Puig is batting or not. It is absolutely hilarious. They also saw Joey Votto hit his first home run of the season. Later on that night, I asked the two-year-old, hey, who hit the home run today? And he goes, Joey Votto. 
remembers Joey Votto hitting a home run. So uh, that's been really, really exciting. All right, enough about me uh, and my life. Um, we're going to get going with these 20 hitters uh, and then the, the uh, Reach Charles. But I did want to uh, just say... If you do like this podcast, you're appreciating it, you're appreciating the action on Twitter, uh, You uh, and you have not left a five-star rating and a review, please do that. I had a goal before the season of getting to 100 ratings, uh, or uh, excuse me, 100 reviews, uh, currently at 97. So maybe you can be that lucky person who puts in the 100th uh uh, rating and review. That would be absolutely awesome. If you have already done that, please do like and retweet the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, even if it's not your fantasy baseball friends, just share it with your non-fantasy baseball friends. Uh, even, even if, uh, even if that's impossible on Twitter, anyway, that you can help spread the word, you know, I'm working hard trying to get these podcasts out doing some analysis And so anything you can do is super helpful. You can always reach me, as always, the best place is on Twitter, at BatFlipCrazy. My website is BatFlipCrazy.com. I'm also on a couple other places like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Um, So if you want to follow me there, just look for BatFlipCrazy. All right, let's take a look at these 20 hitters. Let's get this part. All right, we are going to get started with taking a look at some hitters who have either gotten off to fast or slow starts. Uh, With the folks who are starting out slow, we want to see if there are any noticeable skill changes in, you know, that that may raise a little bit of concerns beyond just kind of small sample size variants. And then for the guys who are doing well, we kind of want to see what what is propelling them to these heights? Is it just been, you know, batted ball luck so far? Is it actually been some really solid skills? You know, what exactly is happening and whether that looks sustainable? And again, you know, with any of these situations, we're still dealing with very, very small sample sizes. So a lot of what we're looking at isn't, you know, predictive of what the future will bring, but it's more, you know, descriptive of what has happened. And so I think that's a really key distinction. You know, if you want to figure out what the most likely scenario is for somebody moving forward, the best thing to do is to go and look at the rest of season projection on projection systems like, you know, the BAT, Steamer, ATC, etc. Because, you know, still, you know, those are going to pick up changes in in skill uh, and change accordingly. Um, but that's still going to give you a best sense of what to expect moving forward. But, you know, a lot of times the guys that we see, you know, not necessarily early on in the season, but when we see dramatic skill changes for different players, you know, sometimes those are the guys that either for a short period of time or a longer period of time are going to have some success. And we want to be hopping on that bandwagon as long as those skills are looking really good and kind of riding them until they end. You know, a good example of that would be Max Muncy, right? Max Muncy last year in May, he was showing some really nice skills, which he's actually showing again, of some really strong plate discipline, uh, good, you know, above average uh, contact skills, really nice hard hit rates, really low ground ball rates. So he's hitting a lot of balls in the air. And you were able to ride that for a couple months to some incredible success. Now, that didn't continue moving forward into 
you know, August and September like it did earlier, but you were able to bank, you know, that success that he had while he was riding, you know, some really hot skills. And it wasn't necessarily luck that he was producing, but it was just kind of riding the hot hand. And then if you were able to not have him in your lineup when he was struggling a little bit, you were able to get the peak and miss out on the valley. And then the middle and the in-between, you know, was still pretty nice, but, you know, it wasn't near the level that he was performing for the overall season. So that's kind of the context that we're looking at with folks here. And so what I'm going to do, I have this a similar process for all of these guys. Essentially what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about the player. I'm going to share the O swing. So that's the chase rate, the plate discipline that that player is showing. I'm going to talk about the Z contact. That's the end zone contact rate. I'm going to talk about the hard hit rate. I'm going to talk about the ground ball rate. So is the player elevating or not? Uh, and then I'm going to share some stat cast data, which really gets to uh, the quality of batted balls that we're seeing. Again, this is not all encompassing. This is, you know, this is very kind of um, very basic look at how guys are doing just because I haven't had time to do that. You know, I'm going to cover about 20 hitters tonight. Hopefully I'll get to another 20 hitters tomorrow. You know, I had about 40 folks who were suggested today uh, on Twitter. And so wherever it's possible, I'll try to throw in some snippets, you know, that I may be thinking about, you know, whether it's about the strength of their schedule or overproducing or underproducing their expected WOBA, whatever it is, you know, we will, um, you know, I'll try to share that. So let's get cracking. The first one, uh, first up is J.D. Davis uh, of the Mets. Uh, O swing at 17.5%, which is elite. Last year, the league average was around 31%. In zone contact at 76.1%. League average is about 85.5%. So he's well below that. Hard hit rate at 42.1%, about 7% higher than league average last year. And then his ground ball rate is right around league average at 42.1%. When we look at the underlying stat cast data, it is very nice. Uh, a 482 expected WOBA, uh, four barrels at 14.3% barrels per plate appearance, and then a max exit velocity at 114.7 miles per hour, which is really nice. Um, as well. So as you can see with Davis, you know, the contact steals aren't great, but the quality of contact that he's making, both the hard hit rate and then the stat cast data is really nice. And he's showing some uh, great plate discipline. So uh, all in all, you know, really nice uh, there from JD Davis. He's obviously not playing every single day. So that's something that you're going to have to factor into the equation, you know, but uh, Davis has shown, you know, some nice stat cast data before. I think the major question is whether he makes enough contact uh, for that to be uh, worthwhile. So, you know, definitely some intriguing stuff there. No, no major judgments. Alex Gordon up next. O swing at 18.2%, uh, which is really nice. Elite Z contact at 92.5%, which is also elite. Not making the highest quality of contact, 29.2%. A hard hit rate, 45.8% ground ball rate. So both of those below league average. Stack cast data, 395 expected WOBA, three barrels for an 8%, 8.6% barrels per plate appearance, 102 uh, max exit velocity. So nothing really to write home about there. For Gordon, I think what you're really banking on is, you know, 
He's a guy who's going to get on base with that really nice plate discipline. That's what's showing up there in that 395 expected Woba. It's not really the quality of contact that he's making. It's more just, you know, the walks uh, that he's getting. That Z contact is really nice. So he's going to put the ball in play, and he's batting third uh, in the Kansas City order. And so I think for those reasons, and a little bit of speed that he's got as well, I think for those reasons, I think he's definitely rosterable and a guy that maybe I'm plugging in on good matchups. So, you know, beginning of this week, I'm going to play him for sure against Seattle, uh, but, you know, against better teams, um, you know, maybe sit him. But really nice, especially in OBP leagues. He's somebody you want. Uh, Jason Hayward, uh, the Cubs gotten off to a really quick start. 25% O swing, uh, which is really nice. Z contact at 90.9%. So, Uh, Pretty close to elite there. Hard hit rate at 37%, but ground ball rate at 44.4%, better than league average. Uh, The StackAss data expected WOBA at 304, so that's below league average. Two barrels at a 5.7% barrels per plate appearance. Uh, 11 uh, 0.8 miles per hour on the max exit velo. The only thing I'd say that stands out about that is that that's actually one mile per hour higher than last year's max exit velocity. And so that's just something you want to take into consideration. So overall, nothing too special uh, for Hayward there, except for the combination of O swing and Z contact. You know, that's obviously nice, but you know, nothing necessarily to write home about. He's been pretty lucky so far uh, in terms of outcomes. Uh, Chris Bryant, a guy that folks are worried about. Uh, I tried to warn folks. Uh, he showed up in my bold predictions as a bad one. Uh, I'm just not a fan of Bryant. It just hasn't been the same hitter the last couple years that he was in that MVP season. O swing at 28.9%, so slightly better than league average. But the Z contact has taken a major hit so far, 76.9%. Again, it's early in the season. These numbers can change very quickly. You know, but that's a little bit of a concern uh, down, you know, about, I think, 7 8% from last year. Hard hit rate, as it has been the last couple years, below league average at 32.1%. His ground ball rate is very elevated, 53.6%, another reason for concern. 301 expected WOBA, two barrels, 4.7% barrels per plate appearance, max exit VLO at 111.2. So that max exit VLO is okay, you know, it's solid. You know, you expect that maybe from Bryant, but everything else in the profile is not great um, outside of OBP maybe. So that's just something to note. Again, things can change pretty quickly. You know, the only little bit of concern there, you know, um, I don't think they've faced the best pitching staffs uh, so far. I'm trying to rack my brain. I know they went up against the Rangers, you know, but uh, we'll see. But you know, so far not so good for Chris Bryant. It's still early, but uh, some yellow flags there. Max Muncy uh, has started off hot again, and you can see why. O swing at sixteen point three percent, elite plate discipline, in zone contact at eighty nine point four percent, so about four percent better than league average last year on the contact. That's a great uh, recipe for success. As is the thirty nine point one percent hard hit rate. Anytime you get that type of plate discipline and contact skills, along with a, uh, an elevated hard hit rate, thirty nine point one percent isn't terrific, but it's better than league average. And in the ground ball rate at twenty one point seven percent. Again, like 42, 43% is league average. So he's hitting the ball in the air a lot. That's a great recipe for a 385 expected Woba. Very solid there. Four barrels, 11.1% barrels per plate appearance, a max exit velo at 105.1%, uh, 
miles per hour, excuse me, which is not necessarily as high as you'd expect it from Muncie, but you know, all in all, a really nice package uh, reflects his hot start to the year, especially over the last few games. Delino De Shields, O swing at 16.3%. You always like to see that with a speedster uh, that is elite. In zone contact at 94.4%, also terrific. But the problem is 15% hard hit rate. Not that big of an issue for DeShields. You're not really as worried about hard hit rate, but I think the challenge is the ground ball rate is only around league average for him, and he's got an elevated fly ball rate, not a lot of line drives. That's typical. You know, there's going to be a lot of variance in line drive rate. So I think you'll see a lot of those ground, those fly balls convert to, convert to line drive rate. So there's some really nice things to like here with DeShields with that low O swing, uh, the nice in-zone contact, you know, um, the question is whether he's going to make decent batted ball quality. It hasn't happened yet. A 269 expected Woba, well below league average. One barrel, 2.8% barrels per plate appearance and 98.7% seven miles per hour. Um, you know, again, like the thing with uh, the Shields is you're not looking for the same things you're looking for from Max Muncy or Chris Bryant. So the question is really, you know, can he maybe keep that ground ball rate at the same, get it at a 20 to 25% line drive rate? I think then you'd see, you know, some really nice results from DeShields and a, and a decent OBP there. Although pitchers are going to challenge him in the zone for sure. Kike Hernandez, uh, one of the stall, uh, one of the just breakouts so far earlier this year, and everything looks really nice from his profile. O swing at 20.8%, that's elite. In zone contact rate at 90.2%, that's also great. Hard hit rate at an elite 50%, and then a ground ball rate at a very low 26.9%. He is doing everything absolutely right. 459 expected Woba, which is tremendous. Four barrels, 10.5% barrels per plate appearance, and a max exit velo, velo at 111.4 miles per hour. He is a breakout. He is he showed the signs last year, and I am just kicking myself because the only reason why I did not pick up Kike Hernandez, all of the signs were there. I talked about him in the previews as being like a nice guy on the upswing, and I didn't get him because of opportunity. And day before the season kicks off, he gets that starting second base gig, and he just takes off. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, I really like Kike Hernandez the rest of the season. Uh, Hunter Dozier is a guy. He struggled. I had a tweet about him today. He struggled so far this year, but I don't see that continuing. O swing at a really nice 21.2% uh, rate there. Really nice plate discipline, 10% better than league average. His in-zone contact rate is at 100%. He hasn't swung and missed on a pitch inside the zone yet this year. Hard hit rate at 38.9%, which is solid, not spectacular, but his ground ball rate at 22.2%. That is really nice, really low. Stat cast, 447 expected WOBA. Uh, for Dozier, you know, that's equivalent to Kike Hernandez's pretty much, just to show you the difference there. Three barrels, 12.5% barrels per plate appearance, 110.6 miles per hour. So when you look at that, that looks a lot like Kike, maybe a lot, a little bit less consistent quality of contact. That's not to say Dozier will do what Kike is doing, but um, you know, that just shows you, I think, what the potential for Dozier is. Uh, going to another Dozier, Brian Dozier. I had a somewhat controversial tweet uh, on Sunday. I just said how Dozier was dropped in a 12-team league of mine. I wasn't trying to say anything about whether Dozier is going to be good or not. I actually didn't own any shares until that person dropped him in my 12-team league. You know, my thoughts on Dozier is this. If you drafted him as a top 150 pick, there is nothing that has happened in the first 
you know, seven games of the season that should change your perspective on him. He has faced a slew of incredible pitchers, DeGrom, Syndergaard twice, Nola, Wheeler, so on and so forth. Eflin, who's pitching really well. So, you know, he's going to get some better pitchers down the road. And let's give him a month, give him a couple months. You know, once we get into May, kind of look at where he's at. The quality of contact have been, has been terrible. But, you know, he's still, he's still showing some of the signs that have made him good in the past, including a 20% O swing. He's always had really nice plate discipline. That should help him with his OBP. He's still batting second in the Nationals lineup, hit a home run tonight. After after my tweet, I'd like to point out, <laughs> not that they're at all correlated. Uh, in zone contact at seventy four point four percent. Again, that's down a lot. But think about the the, the pitchers he's going up against: Degrom, Syndergaard, Nola, all guys with below league average Z contact. Expect that to go up. It went up six percent in one game. Hard hit rate at thirty one point three percent. Not where we want to see it. The biggest problem for Dozier has been a seventy five percent ground ball rate, which is putrid. That's horrible. It's horrendous. It's whatever you want to call it. That won't continue. He actually has a 75% ground ball rate heading into today and a 25% fly ball rate. That means he has a 0% line drive rate. That is also not going to continue. So, you know, again, you see where like line drive rate, very high variance, um, you know, hasn't happened yet. It will happen in the future. His, uh, his expected WOBA is 181. That's terrible, but it's also 90 points higher than his actual WOBA. Uh, no barrels. I, it may have been a barrel that he hit for a home run tonight. Uh, I did not see 102 uh, miles per hour uh, average, or not average exit velo. Um, that's max uh, exit velo. Uh, Domingo Santana get, gotten off to a really, really hot start. Some really nice things uh, to look at in his port profile. The O swing, that's never really an issue with Santana. He's always been better in OBP leagues. Has decent plate discipline, 21.4% O-swing. That is really, really nice. Uh, borderline elite. It actually is elite. Um, In-zone contact at 84.1%. Now, this is the key for him, uh, for Santana, is uh, this in-zone contact rate. That is much higher uh, than where he's normally um, at, uh, Domingo Santana. Uh, let's take a look at his profile really quickly here. So um, he was at 78.2%, 78.9% to previous years, 84.1%. So uh, over a 5% jump, about a 6% jump, 5 to 6% jump there uh, for Domingo Santana. That is really, really nice. If he's able to hold that, again, he's gone up against a pretty some pretty poor pitching staffs, the A's, the White Sox, now the Royals. So take that you know for what it's worth, but that is helping propel him forward. 45.2% hard hit rate. That is very, very nice. Again, well above league average. Ground ball rate, 25.8%. Again, this has never been a problem for Santana, any of these things. The contact skills has really been the issue for him. 25.8%, very low. He's hitting the ball here in the ton. And then you see that with the stat case cast data. A 443 expected WOBA, five barrels, 9.3% barrels per plate appearance, and 107.7 mile per hour max exit velo. That's actually a little lower than I'd expect from Santana, who is kind of a stat cast darling. Josh Donaldson. Now, you know, folks have been very critical of Donaldson so far, and he has not performed at, at what you'd want to see. But, you know, there's, there's no terrible signs. O-swing, 22.2%, so still has that really great plate discipline. In-zone contact rate, better than league average at 86.8%. Hard hit rate at an elite 55%. 
Uh, ground ball rate at a 55% too. That has been the problem. He's not elevating the ball yet. That's just something to monitor, but that's always been his game is elevating the ball. So hopefully that will uh, turn up really pretty quickly here. Still a 350 expected WOBA, uh, which is better than league average. One barrel, 2.8% barrels per plate appearance. Uh, 112.5 mile per hour max exit velo. Uh, that's nice from Donaldson there. So again, let's give Donaldson a little bit of time to settle into a new league. Um, that ground ball rate is really the only concern uh, that I see so far. So let's see if he starts to make some changes and elevates the ball once he gets a little bit more comfortable and settled this season. Trey Mancini started off on fire. Uh, O-swing, 31.5%. Plate discipline has never been his go-to. 81.5% Z-contact, so below league average, but right around where he usually is. The major change with Mancini is... You know, he's normally a, an uber extreme ground ball guy, 55%, you know, 50 to, to 60% really for Mancini. He's down at 41.4% for ground ball weight. That's really, really nice to see that. Hard hit rate at a nice 41.4% as well. Statcast data at 429 expected WOBA. Five barrels, 12.8% barrels per plate appearance, 111.8 miles per hour max exit velo. The thing that I love about Mancini, end of last year, I mentioned this, um, you know, Bubba uh, of the Bench with Bubba podcast is a huge fan of Mancini. We talked about this on the Outfield podcast, but Mancini was one of the league leaders in barrels uh, in the second half last year, like the last couple months of the season. Um, he has mo- he has taken that forward. The, it's never been a question of the, the batted ball quality, um, you know, in terms of like exit velocity and stat cast data. It's really been a question about hitting the ball in the air, and he's been doing that much more often uh, this year, and you're seeing the results of that. So really nice from Mancini there. Uh, a lot of folks are worried about Jose Ramirez. Uh, O-swing is at 24.6%, very solid, not necessarily his elite levels that he's usually at, but very solid. Z-contact, 90%, very solid as well. Hard hit rate, 39.3% is actually higher than last year's hard hit rate. And the ground ball rate, slightly elevated from last year, but still at a really nice 37%. His expected WOBA is at 284, only two barrels with a 5.9% barrels per plate appearance. Max exit VILA at 103.4 miles per hour. But the key with Ramirez has never been, you know, he's never been a stat cast darling. He's always been a a high fly ball rate, you know, high pulled fly ball rate. Um, you know, and, and that's where he's going to be as, uh, at his bread and butter. And folks who have had Ramirez on in their lineups or on their teams in the past know he will get he will catch fire and he will actually absolutely crush for a month and he will get you like half a season's worth of stats in a month. So just be patient with him. You know, he's battling injuries. He's had a little bit of a tough start to the season. Give him a little bit of time. Let him get settled. I think he'll be fine. Luke Voigt, he also has three stolen bases already, which is very encouraging. Uh, Luke Voigt, O-swing at 22.9%. That's better than last year, as is his Z-contact of 77.4%. Hard hit rate, not where you want to see it at 28%. Ground ball rate, a little higher than you'd like to see it as well at 44%. But he's still doing really well. 373 expected WOBA. That's solid. Um, it's actually better than his 343 Woba right now. So been a little unlucky. Four barrels, 9.5% barrels per plate appearance, 112.6 max exit velo. Again, for Voigt, it's all about opportunity, right? He's a solid hitter. He makes really excellent contact when he makes contact. Uh, the underlying skills are improving, and he's in a tremendous lineup 
uh, everything looking good for folks who invested in Luke Voigt uh, this year. Cattell Marte, O-swing at 33%, not great, worse than league average, but okay. In zone contact, as usual, at 91.1%, very good. Hard hit rate at 38.9%, also solid, especially for a guy of his stature. 47.2% ground ball rate, higher than you'd like it to be, but right around where he normally is. 337 expected Woba is right in line with his Woba this year. So, you know, about league average for a fantasy guy, maybe slightly better than league average. Three barrels is 6.8% barrels per plate appearance. What always gets me about Marte is that 114.4 max exit velo. He's always got just incredible max exit velo for a guy of his size. Um, so, you know, uh, so far, you know, nothing, nothing necessarily stands out in the profile. It looks like business as usual um, for Marte. Jay Bruce, O-swing at 27.1%. That's better than he's usually at. His in-zone contact is actually down at 77.6%. Hard hit rate at 46.2%. And check out this small sample size number. Ground ball rate, 11.5%. That is absolutely ridiculous. His uh, fly ball rate is actually 69.2%. That's right, a 69% fly ball rate. That is nice. Little shout out there to Walter McMichael, who gave me a hard time for not mentioning nice on my 69th episode, which was the last episode. That is Jay Bruce fly ball rate. Um, all of that is showing up with a 401 expected WOBA. Um, that is actually better. He's been unlucky so far this three season with a 366 WOBA. Six barrels, 13.3% barrels per plate appearance, 109.2 uh, miles per hour on the max exit velo. So back to business as usual for Jay Bruce as well um, after down season marred by injuries last year. Marcel Ozuna, one of the few guys on here that is not doing great. Um, and the underlying numbers show that an O swing of 34.3%. Um, that's worse than league average, but not out of the norm for Marcelo Zuna, where he is uh, under underperforming his usual numbers is with his in-zone contact at 78.4%. Uh, that's down a, a good deal from where he's at, usually at in the mid to high uh, 80s uh, for in-zone contact. Hard hit rate also not very great at 33.3%, slightly worse than league average, and then a league average ground ball rate, which isn't out of the ordinary for him. Stack cast data showing up with a 261 expected WOBA, not great. One barrel, 3% barrels per plate appearance, 112.3 miles per hour. Max exit velo, although he did hit another home run today, I believe, so it may be two barrels um, now, the thing for Ozuna, he is one of the most consistent hitters um, just from a skills perspective year in, year out. So unless he's uh, battling injuries, I expect some improvement there. I think there was a lot of noise last year about his injury and how it impacted him last year. I think it actually, you know, everything looked pretty much on par with what he normally produces. I'd expect the same again this year. Again, unless... Uh, that shoulder injury that he has suffered already this year. He's continued to play and he's hit a couple home runs, so it doesn't seem like a major issue. Uh, so I'd expect some improvement there. Again, you know, don't expect him to be what he was in 2017. I think that is going to be the anomaly uh, compared to uh, this uh, this year, although again, the juice ball is back. Pete Alonzo absolutely destroying the ball. Statcast darling. The underlying metrics aren't Tremendous. O swing at 35.6%, so 5% worse than league average. In zone contact at 80.6%, 5% worse than league average. Hard hit rate, though, at 54.5%. Uh, 
uh, elite. Ground ball rate at 22.7%. Elite in terms of hitting the ball in the air. Check out this StatCast data. 464 expected Woba, and he's actually been unlucky. Five oh, or actually, he's been lucky. So excuse me. Five oh five woba is what he's got right now. So he has been a little bit lucky, but still, four sixty four expected woba is absolutely insane. Eight barrels already this year. Twenty one point six barrels per plate appearance. That's right. Like once a game, he's hitting a barrel. Uh, once every five at bats or plate appearances. A one thirteen point eight. Uh, miles per hour max exit velo, which is funny because Ketel Marte has a higher max exit velo than Pete Alonso so far. Uh, Yasiel Puig uh, not doing very well, although showing that he's willing to fight the whole Pittsburgh Pirates team. Uh, o swing at 38.6%, higher than he's usually at, but the in zone contact is really nice at 91.9%. I'm not concerned by any of those numbers. He's been playing most of his games in Cincinnati, too, where it's been pretty cold and that whole offense is struggling. Hard hit rate at 33.3%, below league average, below where he's normally at, 42.9% ground ball rate, right about where he's normally at. Uh, 231 expected WOBA, not great. One barrel, 3.1% barrels per plate appearance, 107.9 miles per hour max exit velo. Remember, last year Puig started out very, very, very slow, and then he absolutely destroyed for the rest of the season. Um, You know, hopefully he will do that again. I'm not concerned yet. Again, it's been cold in Cincinnati. It's been cold in the Midwest. That may be impacting it as well as just you know, the terrible Cincinnati Reds lineup. Speaking of the terrible Reds lineup, Joey Votto is up next, uh, continues to show his elite plate discipline, 20% O swing, uh, 10, 11% better than league average. In zone contact, a little bit of a concern at 78.6%, lower than he's usually at. Hard hit rate also down at 28%. He is hitting the ball in the air more, which was an issue um, for him last year. 32% ground ball rate. 325 expected Woba, so right around league average for Votto. That's okay. Uh, two home runs, 5.7% or two barrels, 5.7% barrels per plate appearance, 106.9 miles per hour. You know, so Votto hasn't done anything to dispel the concerns, you know, about his batted ball quality, but he also um, is not doing absolutely terrible in that department. Yoan Moncada. One of the breakouts again, and the underlying metrics show why. His O swing at 26.9% is very good as it usually is. His Z contact, though, is up about 7% uh, over last year and where it's normally at at 86.4%. That, if it holds, is going to be the key to his breakout. Hard hit rate right around where it normally is at 37%, but his ground ball rate is down 26.9%. Very, very nice there. Stackhouse data is supporting what he's doing at 423. Expected Woba, four barrels, 10.8% barrels per plate appearance, and a 10.6 miles per hour max exit velo. Really, really nice from Yohan Moncada. Had a little bit of back and forth about you know how well he does on breaking pitches and off-speed pitches. You know, most of the league struggles against off-speed and Breaking pitches, Mankata is doing better this year than in previous years, but it's still a very small sample size. He's really only struggling extremely uh, against the slider. He's doing well against the curve and the changeup this year so far, so we'll see how that ends up. But 
you know, you can see why Mankata is doing so well this year with those numbers that he's putting up. The last guy I'm going to cover today is a friend of the pod, a guy I like a lot, Joey Gallo. Uh, O swing at 17.7%. I feel a little bad. I was saying how, you know, his plate discipline isn't normally um, uh, the issue, um, but he is actually showing incredibly strong. Um, uh, I didn't realize how strong his plate discipline was so far. Um, So I apologize. I'm going to call you out by name um, here. Um, Let's see if I can find this. Oh, isn't it always fun when you do the research? It's Ryan Wilson at Ryan Wilson 503 said, can I get excited about Joey Gallo's O swing yet? And I replied, play discipline has never been the issue. It's the contact rate, but damn, the 17.7% O swing for Joey Gallo is absolutely beautiful. So I apologize, Ryan Wilson, you are absolutely right. You should be super excited about that O swing at 17.7%. That is unbelievable. And what's even better is that his in zone contact rate is up over 5% at 17 at 76.5%. That or actually it's four and a half percent it's up. That's absolutely terrible, but it's so good for Joey Gallo. And the really good news uh, is that Gallo is not swinging at a lot of pitches outside the zone. So um, you know, that is going to help his overall contact rate, which is up uh, almost 4%. So really, really nice there. And as you would expect with Joey Gallo, 61.6% hard hit rate, which is absolutely insane. The ground ball rate is actually up a little bit at 38.9%, but I don't mind that too much because I think that'll help his BABIP, um, you know, and batting average is always the issue there. A 556 expected Woba for Joey Gallo. It's like Pete Alonzo's stat cast metrics uh, with really good plate discipline so far this year. So bravo, Joey Gallo. Six barrels, 15.8% barrels per plate appearance, 115.4 miles per hour on his max exit velo. Joey Gallo, he hasn't even hit his peak for stat cast data, and he's already crushing. Really, really nice. I wish I had Gallo. Uh, in more of my leagues. So that is going to, um, you know, that those are the 20 or so players that I'm going to cover. I'm going to come back tomorrow and do another 20, hopefully, either tomorrow or on Wednesday. Um, but hopefully that was helpful. Again, don't make any rash decisions based on these small sample sizes. Things can change very, very quickly uh, in these early days of the season. But as you can see, there are some guys who are struggling, some guys who are doing well, and you can see some of the underlying skills about why that's happening. Reach, Charles! Reach! All right. Uh, A very quick... um, uh, reach Charles here. I just want to give a shout out to Rob Arthur at uh, no underscore little underscore plans on Twitter. He has written for um, uh, 538 uh, on baseball. He has been around baseball for a while. He writes some really interesting stuff about baseball and life. Um, most recently, uh, this week, he wrote an article uh, at Baseball Prospectus about the fact that the ball is juiced um, at or above levels uh, seen in 2017. Uh, this is huge. And the reason why it's huge and the reason why I trust uh, the research is that last year in April, 
uh, Rob Arthur put out an article that said that the ball was dejuiced, that it what didn't have the same um, uh, that that it was not as juiced as it was in 2017, and that bore out for the full season. And so when Rob Arthur says that the ball is juiced again, and we already see balls flying out of the ballpark, I mean, just look at some of the home runs that have been hit. The number of opposite field home runs that I've seen hit has been absolutely extraordinary. I feel like you know the the home run per fly ball rate is is already higher than it was last year and the weather hasn't even warmed up. And so this could have really big implications. And I think what you'll see is it may not impl- uh, impact the really high power guys like your Giancarlo Stantons maybe, um, or your um, Aaron Judges of the world, your Joey Gallows, but it may give that extra boost to your Jose Altuve types, right? Guys who who had like, you know, low to mid twenties power when the juice ball was there and then dropped down into the you know, 15 uh, range afterwards. And it may also help those guys who are in the mid-20s, those Cody Bellingers, wink, wink, hint, hint, um, get back into the 30 range. Remember Cody Cody Bellinger doing the juice ball days of 2017 was an absolutely elite uh, home run hitter. Last year, those power metrics were not the same as they were. So, you know, just something to be cognizant of. Factor that in maybe into your home runs. Obviously, it will impact people equally, um, in terms of you know the ball going further, but it may be those guys who don't hit a ton of home runs uh, who see the biggest bounce. So just consider that it's kind of hard now that we've already drafted, but you know maybe believe some of those early power numbers for some of those you know lower power guys um, that you would otherwise. It's a really great article. I definitely check would check it out. I don't have a baseball prospectus uh, subscription, which I apologize. You know it's not because of a lack of great content. Their writers are terrific. Uh, they're producing really great content, uh, but I was able to read the article, and so I do think that it's uh, a free article. You may have heard um, uh, something falling in the kitchen of my house. If you did, uh, my wife is making another appearance uh, on the podcast today. If you listen to the last one, you know that she made a save on my cat who was meowing and wanted to go outside. The cat is uh, sitting on the table right next to the computer uh, as I speak right now. Anyways, that has nothing to do with Rob Arthur's article, but I did want to give him a shout out. He has been absolutely correct in 2017, uh, in 2018, and now probably again in 2019 about whether the ball is juiced or not. Um, you know, So read that article, uh, do with it as you will, but maybe believe a little bit of the early power numbers, especially for some of those lower power hitters. Uh, maybe they're going to make a resurgence into a slightly higher Uh, home run totals uh, for this year. All right, that is going to wrap us up for episode 70 of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast. Thank you so much as usual for listening. Um, Be on the lookout either tomorrow or on Wednesday probably for uh, the second half of hitters. We'll cover um, 20, another 20 hitters. I have 19 on my list right now. There's also a handful of pitchers that folks have expressed concerns about, so I'll either get that in the next podcast or after that, folks like Miles Mikolas. Um, so, yeah, I uh, hope this was helpful. Let me know, um, just, you know, let me know whether it's helpful or not on Twitter. I always want to know whether these, uh, as I go through these skills and things like that, whether they're useful and whether the application uh, of the skills and statistics is helpful at all. Um, as always, if you can, if you haven't already, please do leave a five-star rating and review. You can reach me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy. That's the best place to engage. Love engaging. I'm really excited that we are getting deeper into the season. 
and we're now able to kind of dive into the skills a little bit more. They're starting to mean a little bit more. Uh, and that is the part of the season, the part of analysis that I absolutely love. So best of luck with all of your fantasy baseball research. Take care and be kind to one another. Thank you.